Hi, Damien Christoph here. And Marcus Pierce here. After you listen to this Wellness Couch podcast, make sure you strap on your early bird wellness cape and head over to thewellnesssummer.com and book your early bird tickets. Tickets are going like hotcakes and why wouldn't they be? Because two days of powerhouse wellness featuring the Up For A Chat Girls, the new couch rock star, Kyle Brock, the natural nutritionist, Steph Lowe, our beautiful special guest, Nat Kringudis, quirky Joe Witten, Marcus Pierce, MP, our brother, the wellness guys, and more should not be missed. Get ready for some serious wellness, inspiration, education, extrapolation, information, fermentation, and so much more. Head to thewellnesssummit.com and book your tickets now. Thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. You're listening to A Quirky Journey, the healthy family podcast with your hosts, Joe Witten and Leah Follett. Welcome to A Quirky Journey. Join us as we share our family's journeys to good health. You'll find plenty of inspiration, tips and recipe ideas, as well as stories from everyday people who've struggled and overcome health problems and diet challenges in their own families. I'm Jo Witten, author of the blog and book Quirky Cooking, and today I have with me my lovely friend, Rachel Favilla, who is the author of Real Soup for the Real Soul. Hi, Rachel. Hey, Jo. How are you? I'm good. Rachel's a blogger. And um, obviously her blog is called Real Soup for the Real Soul. And she's also a nutritional medicine student and she is on GAPS and she has been on GAPS for how long? Uh, Since Australia Day this year. Okay. April. Yep. So about four months. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just trying to think. My my brain's not working quick enough. No, (laughs) it's fine. Oh, wait, it's June. Wait, six months. Yeah. Yeah, There we go. Okay. Yeah. So it's going to be um, a really interesting episode today as Rachel talks us through why she began GAPS and also just the amazing changes she's found over the years from different ways of um, healing her body with food and why she needed to do it. And Rachel's only 18, but she has made so many amazing discoveries with food. She can she can develop recipes so well. You have some really lovely recipes, Rachel. Oh, thank you. And she's really determined to make a difference in the world she's very inspiring so I hope you all find um, this really inspiring I'm sure you will and Rachel we would love to hear your story so maybe you just get started telling us all about um, maybe if you could start with growing up how you felt what what was the problem with your health and um, the things that you tried and then go on to the gaps that we'd love to hear about that. Okay. Thank well, you. <laughs> wrap yourselves in. This is probably going to be a long, complicated, windy story, but we'll get there. It's okay. Um, <laughs> okay. So growing up, I wasn't like up until about the age of 11, I was really quite healthy. Like I had, you know, a little, a few little things like all kids do. Um, I was a swimmer, so I had ear infections. Um, I had childhood asthma, but I grew out of that. Um, but no major issues like that were w- worth really um, picking up on. And then um, probably a month or two months after my 11th birthday, I just started experiencing these really heavy waves of anxiety and, um, kind of depression, but mainly anxiety. And then I got, I had like heightened sensitivity, especially to touch. And I couldn't hear, I would freak out if other people touched me, if I had clothes touching me or even bed clothes and especially around my stomach area. I had, and I really, I had no idea why it was so, Bizarre. I mean, was my it life painful, was... or was it just 
sensitive? Um, was, it was just sensitive. It was like everything, I just kind of spasm if something touched me and mm. I couldn't, like I'd always been a real touchy-feely, huggy type child. Um, so that was really weird. And I think after about a month or so of having that just all the time, I just got exhausted and burnt out and then I just kind of slumped into this depression and mm. um, that kind of, it was so weird because I was such a happy, energetic child that it was just so out of character for me and I didn't, I'd never been even moody. What so did I didn't really know. No. Um, so then uh, that was probably just went on for about oh, six, seven months. Wow. Like obviously I wasn't in the absolute depths the entire time. I had my better days and my not my even worse days, but I wasn't really happy or able to be my normal self and then what mom did and your I, family think about all that um your I think brothers was, and sisters or no I'm an only child luckily mm-hmm. so um but yeah my parents were just really worried about me they had no idea what was going on and I lost a lot of weight because obviously I was so anxious all the time I didn't have much of an appetite and did you still um, manage to go to school yeah well it started um the worst of it was in the summer holidays. Mm. Um, probably the heat didn't help either because that just makes you feel lethargic mm. anyway. Um, but then I think I, I didn't really come out of it, but I got out of it enough um, when I went to school because I just did not want other people to know as much as I could because I was like, I don't know what's happening to me. Mm. I don't know why I'm crying all the time. So I, I kind of for six hours a day at school, I would You'd hold it all in. Stuff. Yeah, suppress mm. it as much as I could. Yeah. Um, but things did your just friends notice? Uh, they, yeah, they, they did, but they kind of, I think, didn't talk about it with me because they could see that I was trying not to yeah. bring it up, if that makes sense. And I suppose we were, we were only little, we were little, like yeah. little year sixes, so That's we're right, not yeah. going to have big heart to hearts no, about no. our feelings, um, luckily. And, um, but anyway, I ended up moving schools cause mum just said, look, cause that year too, like we got this new teacher and he was not a very nice man and that just made everything worse oh. and. So she was like, okay, I think you should move schools. So I moved schools. And within a month, I was back to no, like almost normal Rachel. Like I had, mm. obviously, you don't get better straight away, but yeah. it was so much better. I made really good friends. I had a lovely teacher. And at that point, I suppose, where my gut health was up to, that was enough to kind of lift me up mm-hmm. as much as possible. And then really for the next two years, I thought I was okay. Like I'd have my moments Um and I started getting more and more sensitive to certain foods, but it had gotten to the point I think where Mum was treating it more of a as a behavioural issue, yeah. Um, because like Which we most had no, do. yeah, absolutely. So I'd kind of realised that if I said, "Oh, Mum, I have a sick tummy" or "I'm feeling anxious," she would just kind of get annoyed. So I learnt to suppress that, and I'm not having yeah. a go at her. She had no idea. No, that happened in our family too. At first, with Isaac, it was my husband was the same because he didn't understand that it was a health issue. He thought it yes. was just an attention-seeking thing. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's quite common with kids. They think, oh, come on, snap out of it. You just want attention all the time where really there is a problem. Absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah. So I completely understand that. Yeah. Um, but we, it got to the end of year eight and we said, you know what, like this isn't getting better. And we realised I hadn't actually grown for about um, wow. three, two and a half years and I wasn't mm-hmm. there nothing was happening, you know, in terms of development. And we're like, well, you know, I could just be a late bloomer, but let's go to the doctor, get things checked out. So we went and um, she just said, oh, yeah, well, you're a bit light. You know, maybe you just need to put on a bit of weight um, and maybe that'll kickstart things. And she's like, okay, so you increase, you know, increase your breads and your cereals and your milk. Yeah. yeah. And so I went <sighs> back to her and um, she was, I was just like, yeah, 
I'm not putting on weight and I kind of feel revolting, um, you know, and she's like, okay, well, have you been tested for celiac? And I said, yes, we looked into that a few years ago. And she said, okay, well, maybe the test was wrong. Let's try it again because your mum's celiac. It would explain all of your symptoms and everything. So um, I got the blood test on the Thursday and this was, I think, a week and a half before Christmas in 2010, just to give people a rough idea. Um, And then I didn't, I got the blood test. I didn't think much about it. And then on the Sunday morning, I got a call from the doctor and she said, oh, could you please come in? Um, I don't want to talk about it on the phone, but could you please come in? And I just went into worst case scenario mode. I'm like, oh my God, I have cancer. Oh, like what doctor, I know, what doctor calls you on a Sunday? I must have cancer. And mom was still in bed and she got up. I'm like, mom, we have to go to the doctors. There's something wrong with my bloods. And then she freaked out. Oh. And our hearts were like beating and we went to the doctors and um, it wasn't cancer. So yay. It's good. <laughs> um, but she said, yeah, you've got a really advanced stage of an autoimmune disease called chronic active autoimmune inflammatory hepatitis type one. And first I was just like, what? Like, yeah. Repeat that. That was so a how long... old were you? Sorry, 13? Uh, or... uh, just turned 14. Just like turned 14, yeah. Three months ago, yeah, at this point. So um, then she expl- I was like, I don't know what that is. And she's like, okay, well, yeah, because autoimmune diseases weren't, I suppose, for lack of a better word, popular back then. Yeah. Like they're only just starting to get out there. So I had no idea. She's like, okay, well, it means your immune system's attacking a part of your body. And for you, it's your liver. And it looks like you've had this for quite a while and um so she booked me into the hospital and said okay well get a biopsy get a few more tests just to make sure that nothing's been you know misinterpreted here so I went in and um yeah got confirmed and it turned out I can't remember mum knows it was like a really small percentage of my liver that was still functioning the rest had been destroyed anyway so scary 14 yeah I think at the time I was just so I like I had no idea it was all so foreign and yeah yeah, anyway, um, I started on, I think, 27 t- different tablets a day wow. um, because it was just that advanced that, I, like, I needed modern, me- modern medicine to save the day, really. Yeah. Um, but I think the it was great that I had a diagnosis and obviously that was causing a lot of issues, but then every little health thing that I had and had ever had was put down to that and so everything else was kind of swept under the rug mm. and not looked at. It was like, well, you've got a dodgy liver, you've got a dodgy liver, you're going through a lot, you're on medications, that's the reason for everything. Yeah. Um, and within, I think, uh, by, well, by, by that Easter time. So you think I went, I, that was a few days before Christmas. So then Easter 2011, I had, I was just so unwell and I'd been exercising normally and eating as healthily as I could. I'd started eating even more healthily because I wanted to look after myself better. And, but I was a skeleton and I was starting to get the anxiety back and Mm. the, sensate like all the um the touch stuff and oh, wow. um the g uh sorry not gp the get my gastroenterologist who i'd been assigned to um when i got diagnosed he just assumed i had an eating disorder and i was trying to say no look i'm not I, i'm even trying to eat more but i don't know what's happening and oh. he i'd like it was just his training but he yeah. wasn't holistic and he didn't even though he was gastroenterology he was just looking at my liver he didn't look at my gut Mm. or anything and I didn't even know at that stage that it could no. have been the gut. I knew nothing um but anyway and he was just like well if you don't put on weight you're gonna have to go into hospital and be put on a tube and I was just like no I don't like I, oh, I that's scary yeah no don't want that happening but no matter what I did I just kept um losing and 
I ended up in hospital and I was just treated basically like I had an eating disorder. And whenever I tried to argue, they just said, oh, that's denial. And um, That would have been so hard. It was horrible, really, because just my parents, um, they didn't, at first they were a bit sus. They're like, but Rachel like eats a lot of food and this doesn't make sense. But then, you know, the medical people were like, oh, she probably has been throwing up or maybe she's been throwing her lunch out at school. Like, you, you know, they're very oh, good at so finding these things. They wouldn't believe you at all. Not at all. And I just, it was, yeah, they just made me eat like so many things I just should not have been having at that mm. point ever, but especially at that point. And then I, of course, I wasn't at school anymore. And, um, I, like, I did get out of hospital pretty quickly. I was barely in there. I was only in there for like a week and a half. And I got the tube out after a few days because I had no problem in eating, even though I was reacting to the food, but I'm like, I react to everything anyway. I don't care. I just want this tube out. I want to go home. And I went home. Um, but then my gut just at that point, like with all the medication and all that Stress process and all the stress, everything you shouldn't have been having. Yeah. Oh dear Lord, um, I just started getting dizzy spells and nausea, and the probably the worst thing and the thing that sticks out the most was, um, I started getting hives on my legs, yeah. and to the point where probably for I couldn't shower without getting massive. Yeah. And you, well, you know what it's like if you even have a bit of gear, you know, you get the really mm. itchy legs. Um, yes. I just wanted to scratch my skin off yes. and <laughs> all night. Yes. Oh, and at night your legs would get hot, and then you'd wake up and oh, it was. Not fun times, and um, so we did all the different lotions and that, and eventually towards the end of the year that went away, but for a good probably six months of the year that was like oh, a big awful. part of my day. Um, Scratching but, legs, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Put yeah, lotions on. I remember yeah, we had yeah. to um, – because uh, every time I showered, if I had hot water showers, which yeah. it was winter, so I kind of needed to um, – they, yeah, they, the heat would flare them up. And so we yeah. had to go out to the, um, like, Cunningham's or something or a reject shop and buy, like, this massively tall bin that we could fill with cold water and then I'd stand outside in my towel shivering with my like, legs. Oh, oh, it's kind of funny. I think that's awful in winter. I know, oh. but I feel like now, like, it's kind of hilarious, but, you know. Oh, that wouldn't have been at the time. <laughs> Not really. But anyway, good memories, good stories. Yeah. Um, and uh, where was I? So, yeah, then the next year mum was like, well, because we, co- we stopped seeing all the people at the hospital, not the gastro, but we still saw him for my liver. But the dietitian mum just said, you know, she's not really helping you. Nothing seems to be working. And um, So what was your diet like at this time? Um, well, I tried to be as healthy as I could be, but I, I was very um, influenced, I suppose, by what I'd been told my whole life. So I had a lot of cereals and breads and um, still lots of fruit and veggies, but just too heavy on the wheat and gluten. and. Yeah all of that kind of stuff. I um, didn't have any issues with dairy, so there was lots of dairy. Um, Probably I didn't think it was that high in processed foods, but looking back, I'm, like, ashamed of what it looked like. Yeah, it's funny Um, how you change, hey? It is. You know better, you do better. Um, uh, So, yeah, and then um, so I hadn't – I got taken out of school. I did um, term one at my um, normal school in that year, and then I went into hospital and – then I finished doing year nine on open access, which is like mm-hmm. school online. Yep. And then the next year, mum said, okay, because uh, I really wanted to go to the the high school that all my friends from middle school would have gone on to. Mm-hmm. Um, but mum said, Rach, I just, you're a perfectionist and I don't think that a private school setting is great for you right now. You just need to Relax work on healing your liver and being really calm and as relaxed yeah. as you can be. So I, she enrolled me in the local public school and for year 10, I was, I loved it. Like mm-hmm. I was so happy to be back at a school and I made new friends and 
Um, I slowly made more and more changes that year for, and learned more and more about health and nutrition. And um, I went. How off. did you learn? Were you just researching um, yourself, or? Yeah, uh, absolutely. I didn't really. I but at that point, I really didn't trust any professional. Um, yeah. Just I'd had so many bad experiences. Yeah. So I, yeah, it was a lot of uh, googling and reading yeah. books and. Yeah. Just kind of le- learning to read my body a bit better. Yeah. Um, so, I, yeah, I got off – I didn't get off gluten, but I got off wheat. But we're mostly gluten-free anyway because I'm mm. celiac. Um, okay. Switched to all organic dairy, got off all refined sugars, all processed foods, and I felt so good and yeah. it was it was amazing. It was like I didn't have hives anymore. I didn't live in fear of having hot showers or sleeping with the bed clothes on. Like it was – life was good. Um <laughs> And, but then at the, cause I was on immune suppressants, I was lucky in that I rarely get sick. I'm just one of those people that no matter how much I push myself, I don't get sick. Mm-hmm. But then being on immune suppressants, if I did get sick, it would take me a long time to get better because my immune system was, was, was really down. Um, and at the end of the year, mum, well, well, October 2012, mum got a cold and then I kind of caught it from her and I was home for two weeks, but that didn't really bother me. That was kind of fun, you know, mm-hmm. to, no, you're never going to complain being home, really. Yeah. Um, and that was fine. I got better. I'm like, okay, this is good. I feel great again. And then I went about a week and then I got gastro. And that just, it mm. seemed like every single little bit of good that had been done that entire year just was undone in like a few days. And then I ended up reacting to dairy. I'd never reacted to dairy in my entire life. It's been distressing. It was. It was like, oh my God, like cheese, yogurt, milk. No, stop. Um, yeah. And I, from then, I just seemed to become more and more sensitive to everything, and I was back to being so skinny. And I'm like, oh, oh, they're not. They're gonna think I've gone. They're gonna call it a relapse, and they're gonna everything. And I just, and then I like, went tenfold and just tried it. Tried absolutely every little thing I could, and you know, upped my fats even more than I already had, and just did everything. But I did that for about a year and it was not getting any better. I had my days where it was like, or even weeks where I was like, actually, I think I'm getting a bit better. I think I've, I think I've put on a bit of weight. I, I'm feeling good. And then it would go downhill. And probably the most embarrassing thing, I probably shouldn't even put this on a podcast, but Talisha Kendall did it too. I was listening to her podcast. I was like, yes, Talisha, Soul Sisters. My gut was so bad that I started just – like I stunk my, like my, yeah. I just was farting all the time. And it was like, I don't like talking about it, but it's so, but it's, it's just what happened. It's and I have to, to talk about it in, because other people go, ah, so that can be a sign of it and they can start working things out for themselves. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But it was like, I had to, I stopped hanging out with my friends at school because I'm like, I, okay, when we're, in the, when we're in the science labs, I can blame it on someone's probably turned one of the gas taps on. If we're outside, we're in an industrial area, that's okay, I can do that. But it got to the point where it's like, I have to get away because they're going to start realizing it's me. Um, so, yeah, it just got to a stage where I'm like, because I thought, well, I want to be a nutritionist or and a naturopath mm-hmm. at that point. I thought I wanted to be a naturopath. Now I just want to be a nutritionist. Um, yeah. And I'm like, if I can heal myself, I, will, I can heal anyone because, like, my body is just complicated. Yeah. So. And that's um, often how a lot of naturopaths and nutritionists start. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Sometimes it would be nice, I think, if they just started because they're like, you know, I just wanted to be healthy. I'd yeah. be like, that's nice. No major story. Um, but anyway, uh, but I just I couldn't do it. And so I admitted defeat and we went back to the GP. But, of course, she 
looked at my diet and she was like, where are you? Where are you? Oh, your, where's the bread? Where's the cereal? Where's the dairy? And I tried to explain, I think I react to these foods and I've tried a whole lot of eliminations because I react to everything. She's like, well, no wonder you're so skinny. You don't eat properly. Yeah. You know, and then she printed off dietary guidelines. She's like, this is what teenagers should be eating. I'm like, and then I tried to tell her how I felt about the dietary guidelines and that didn't go well. And <laughs> really. You're just a kid. You don't know. <laughs> I know. Oh, oh, that was a very frustrating time. Um, hard, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and again, I, she just said, look, you shouldn't be in the kitchen. Your mum should be preparing everything. You don't know how to feed yourself. Mm. Um, which was distressing because it was like, but cooking's like the one happy thing I've got left in my life. Like, don't take that away. But Fancy telling kids not to cook. That's terrible. (laughs) I know. I think she thought like in her head though, it was like this girl is anorexic. Because again, like I was stick thin. If you didn't know better, you would look at me and go, she's got issues. Um, I used to get that too. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So you understand. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And I just, that was again through the summer holidays, but at least it wasn't then distracting me from school. I'd gotten through year 11, done really well, and it was like, okay. Um, and then throughout the the year, though, then throughout year 12, I was I just argued with her as much as I could, not to be annoying, but it was like what everything you're telling me to do is just making my gut Worse. all kinds of crazy and I'm getting anxious and I'm not going through this for another, like a third time, just no. Um, and eventually I found that by cutting out most all gluten, no matter what she said, I cut out gluten. I cut out all sugars, even healthy sugars, even fruit apart from avocados. Yeah. And um, I actually started feeling really good. I wasn't losing weight anymore, which is like a world first for me. (laughs) Um, And by the time I turned 18, which was last September, um, I just said to mum, I'm not seeing her anymore. Like I Mm. respect that she's doing the best she can but she makes fun of me for activating my nuts and, yeah. you know, she didn't want to learn anything from me. She just wanted to tell me I was wrong. Yeah. Um, she even got, I remember it was hilarious because she was like, you eat so much fat. I need to get your cholesterol and your mum's cholesterol checked. I'm like, that's <laughs> not bad. Like coconut oil is fine. She's like, no. And then um, we got our results back and she's like, okay, well, your cholesterol is high, but you've got the best ratio of good to bad that I've like ever seen in my practice. I'm like, <laughs> Well, I just broke that oil right there. But um, oh, anyway, she, yeah, I'm not trying to have a go at no, her. No, but it's good to hear that because I think people get very hung up on someone having a degree, which it's great. And we do need to obviously go to medical practitioners and get help. But if we know it's not working, you've got to find something else. Yeah, pretty much. So anyway, I turned 18 and, 18 and I was just like, I can't see her anymore. Like I just get anxious every time we go because I know it's just going to be this big battle and I don't want to be like, I was just like, you know what? I'm healthy. I feel, at least I feel healthy for the first time in years. I'm not going to stop doing what I'm doing. And, um, then yeah, just towards the end of the year though, I was just like, you know, I haven't got things quite right because I could feel myself starting to go backwards. And I started was starting to get more reactions to foods I'd been fine with. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, I, I'm not going back to square one. So um, I actually, you, I was introduced to GAPS. I heard you talking about it on the podcast you did with the Up for a Chat Girls. Oh, good. So, yeah, and I was like, oh, well, that, I wonder what that was about, like the healing diet. So I, I ordered the GAPS book and within two weeks of it arriving, I put myself on GAPS. And it's fascinating, it's, that book, isn't it? Oh, I love it. Yeah, and I'm such a nerd for all the science as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love it. Um Oh, and it's just, it's amazing. And I don't 
find it hard. Like when I first saw it, I'm just like, you know, like, but like you can't have your green smoothies at first and you can't eat fresh fruit and what's all this and yeah. but I, I love it and it's not that bad and you kind of get used to it and you do really quickly I found within a couple of weeks it suddenly felt like you know once I could bring in eggs and some almond meal then I was yeah, okay the first, <laughs> the first stage is a bit brutal and yeah, yeah it does but after do you have any fruit at all now um I have avocados and yeah. I have like lemon juice um I, my body really hates sugar, to be yeah. perfectly honest. Yeah, um, I think mine does too. I, I find that I do react to very much sugar and my son is really showing the same symptoms. Yeah, and it sounds like your son, well, probably you, you your son and me, like I'm like a cross between the two of you. Like I've got, <laughs> like, you know, like just, just yeah. say. So, yeah. Um, and it's funny I, though, growing up, I, well, when I was like your age, mm. I thought it was all the dairy that was causing my problems and then I realised <laughs> that gluten was affecting me and, but, and I cut down sugars just because it wasn't very healthy and my naturopath told me it wasn't good for my gut but I never cut them down very much and I still yeah. struggled with all the um, histamine reactions and things. But Absolutely. once I went off the sugars at the start of GAPS, that's – you know, the histamine reactions for myself and my son, they stopped. Yeah. So that was really interesting because I always thought it was the gluten and dairy, but it must be something to do with the sugars as well. Yeah. What well, kind of fun. reactions do you get from sugars um, besides just going, is it just that you go back backwards? Um, often I'll, I definitely, histamine's a big thing. I mm. thought that I was, yeah, I was always sneezing and had a blocked nose and yeah, I just thought that was, I was just told, oh, you have really nasty, narrow passageways and your hairs grow too close together in your nose, like just deal with it. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Um, but, yeah, so it's that um, uh, anxiety, like racing heart mm-hmm. um, tends yeah. to happen quite a bit and just, um, yeah, just not feeling well, feeling a bit nauseous, which mm-hmm. is it's funny because as a kid I was – um, you know how most kids don't like veggies, but they love fruit. Yes, I was the complete opposite. Loved ah. veggies, hated fruit. So I your would... body was telling you back then. I know, and I hated cereal, and I didn't like sandwiches. Same. Like I'm like, oh my god, I knew where where it was at. I felt so <laughs> like, sick really? if I ate cereal. Oh yeah, I never wanted it for breakfast. I always felt sick and had a headache afterwards. I know. I always wanted like eggs or at Same. least at least pancakes because yeah. at least like, the milk and the eggs and the butter. Like yeah, but yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's just it's funny. But, yeah, I do well on pumpkin. Pumpkin's my sugar oh, at the moment. <laughs> I love pumpkin. Yeah. What would um, we do without roasted pumpkin, huh? I don't know. Or pumpkin soup. I just, oh, yeah, life would not be worth living. I don't, I don't think. Pumpkin pancakes, do you love those? Oh, my God, they are my favourite <laughs> treat ever. So good. Yes, I haven't actually made them for ages. Yeah, I always... we haven't made them for a while. Now that we're able to have other things, we should, we should get back into them. Yeah. Oh, but my favourite thing ever on GAPS – is the bone marrow from the long marrow bones. Oh, that's good. I'm like a savage though. It's like <laughs> cave girl with the slow cooker, just like, <laughs> oh, have to do so that when no one nice. else is home. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, I'm afraid I'm grossing my husband out because he's always hated the very idea of anything that, to do with offal. And he freaks oh, yeah. out. And I just, when I went to Scotland just recently, even though I'm on gaps, I thought, right, well, I have to taste haggis and I have yeah. to taste black pudding. Yeah, back at and this moment there. <laughs> so I just had one bite of each and it was so good. And oh. um, he's just like shocked and horrified by anything like that. <laughs> so, yeah, the bone marrow thing, I don't tell him when it's in something in meals. No, no you don't tell them that's the trick. <laughs> that's right. He did notice the chick- three chicken livers in his dinner the other day and he wasn't happy. <laughs> oh, it's actually really great. I remember my um, 
because I'd read the GAPS book and then mum and Phil came back from a cruise. I hadn't started GAPS yet, but I was getting more and more into that style of eating. Yeah. And I went out and bought a whole lot of like livers and hearts, and but I um, put them all in the Vitamix and minced them all up, yeah. made a meatloaf. And they were like, this is so rich and tasty. And I, to this day, I think mum found out it was liver, but my stepdad, Phil, still to this day doesn't know he ate liver and heart. So <laughs> Did you mix meat in with it or just all liver no, heart? No, I did liver and heart. Wow. I know. I was a bit I was brave though. doing it all at once because most people yeah. start with a little bit added to the meat. I know. I'm, I'm very bad at that. I tend to be like, right, Gung-ho. let's get yeah. straight. To, yeah. So, <laughs> anyway, but I was quite happy. I put lots of um, on, like garlic and stuff. Yeah. It, so that kind of masked it. But, yeah, hopefully Phil doesn't. He won't, he, he won't listen to this. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> so what was – how long ago did you start GAPS now? Did you say six months? Uh, yeah, it would yeah. be six months because so it was. I started of... on Australia Day because I'm like, then I'll remember. Yeah, yeah. When it's been a year. Yeah. So, did you, um, how long did you take for intro or are you still on intro? Um, well, I took about two weeks for stage one and then probably only one and a half weeks stage two because I was really keen to get onto stage three mm-hmm. and be, able to be reunited with my beloved avocado. Yes, um, exactly. I couldn't bear to not have it. Yeah. And then it didn't take me that long to get onto stage four because that's not, um, that's not really that's a massive amazing. jump. Yeah. Technically I'm still on stage four because I, my body does not like raw vegetables like mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. I, hate, I just feel like my insides are all scratchy and yeah, yeah. Um, fruit just not good. Not good. I don't know if I'll ever really. I'd love to get a bit of banana back. Bananas always seem mm-hmm. to be a bit more agreeable with me yep. out of all the fruits. So maybe I'll get that back, but I don't know about the others. And because mm. it's winter, I'm not really in a rush like, to yeah. get. I like it's I've got a lot easier to have all the slow cooked stews and soups and broths and things. Yeah, now. then I'll have my fermented veggies. Mm-hmm. So I'm still getting some raw enzymes. And so can that. you give us a little bit of an idea what a day looks like for you with food? Like breakfast, yeah, sure. snacks, lunch? Yep. Um, well, I don't tend to snack. I tend to eat just three really big meals a day. Um, so I'll get up. I'm not often hungry till about 10. Mm-hmm. So I'll have probably, I'll bake up a massive batch of pumpkin soup um, with like lots of broth, lots of tallow added in, and I'll blend that all up in the Vitamix. And then lunch, I might have a different type of soup. So maybe I might make a cauliflower and onion and garlic mash and have that with sauerkraut and maybe like a homemade gaps muffin mm-hmm. um i've got a rest i use the same recipe as the bread on my blog i just make it in um the if you care muffin tins and so what's the bread called we'll put the uh, link at the bottom of the post oh i think it's uh the one i like is gaps bread take two and then i've got in brackets and it's not a wrap as in a sandwich wrap it's okay. a really bad joke but anyway <laughs> um, i do that on my blog i make really bad jokes um but that's okay <laughs> yeah so i might have that and then bad dinner. jokes and good recipes you could put that under as your <laughs> subtitle real, oh that's a good idea for the real soul bad jokes and good recipes <laughs> yeah i like that <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> um and uh then dinner i'll generally have um maybe like the soft tissue from around the marrow bones with um maybe like some steamed broccoli and maybe some garlic and yeah that's about it um sometimes it'll be a variation of that it'll be like I might have pumpkin soup twice and then my mash with the connective tissue or sometimes I'll have oxtail or slow cooked lamb or some fish fried in ghee instead so but yeah I was as long as I have my broths my fats my ferments yeah I'm yeah pretty happy pretty yeah, pretty good. And Don't do, have... you, do you eat a lot of vegetables? Do you um, find um, 
you can is there a good range you can have uh I'm happy with the range I could have most people probably would go oh my god like I'm not good with nightshades so mm-hmm. that kind of so takes the tomatoes out, out and yeah yeah unfortunately um yeah. but yeah like I can have broccoli cauliflower brussels sprouts kale um which I ha- thought I hated kale until I had tried it at my friend's house a few weeks ago mm-hmm. I'm like this is so good what have it's, I been doing? Um, it's, a, it's the kind of thing that a lot of people eat raw in salads and smoothies, and I really don't like it like that. No, but it's steamed, just, it's really it's nice. It's like you said, it's that scratchy, it's too fibrous. It's, it is, yeah. But cooked in broth, shredded up and cooked in broth, it's beautiful. Yeah, and that's what she did, and mm. we had it with like a slow-cooked roast. and oh, oh, yeah. Really nice. Yeah. Um, what else? I can have, yeah, pumpkin and my sauerkraut and avocados and yeah, onion. I could never have onion. I oh. onion was like my worst enemy. Digestive. Yeah, um, but within a month of doing gouts, I was able to have onion, which was so good oh, because I was exciting. able to have flavor back. Um, yes. So I think compared to where I was, it's like I really don't anything I react to. I was like, I don't care. At least I can have this, and I'm good with this. So yeah. And yeah. so it's, you you're happy to take it slowly and just add in little by little and see how you go. Yeah, absolutely. I'm really in no rush. Have you found anything in the gaps that you've tried to add in and just gone, whoa, that didn't work? Uh, yeah, it's funny. Um, the yogurt, I yeah. thought I'd be okay with that Same. from the get-go because I'd, be, <laughs> I'd never been that bad with dairy apart from that time I had gastro and then I was a bit sensitive. Yeah. But then I brought it back and it wasn't too bad. It's more like if I had dairy with sugar or dairy with gluten, uh-huh. then that was an issue. But if I had it by itself, it was cool. Um, so I thought, oh, that's fine. But I was just yeah it wasn't working and um I realized I read I read the book again like I just read it all the time and yeah try and like make sense of things and it was like maybe you need high high fat dairy rather than high protein dairy so I switched from yogurt to sour cream and that was the solution so. actually someone else told me they live on that fermented sour cream so how do you make that again because I haven't bothered because obviously I can't eat it <laughs> yeah no um that's not fine. Yet. maybe I should try it maybe I'd be okay maybe maybe you like me maybe but you can't do ghee or butter can no, you not yet mm, maybe not yet but you will you will yeah. we'll go with that um <laughs> and it, well it's the same as the yogurt in, except instead of using um like a liter of milk you use a liter of cream oh, yeah. um and then you can use your homemade yogurt or you can make use your homemade sour cream as a starter mm-hmm. or you can just get a really good organic um natural no additive whole milk um yogurt from the mm-hmm. shops and use like a third of a cup of that and then um a liter of cream and just do the, the 24 hour yeah in this in the um dehydrator if you have one or just at a stable temperature um there's I'll actually a, just and just try a little bit yeah there's a recipe on my blog okay. um, again for the yogurt and the cream um okay i think it's just gaps sour cream or gaps yeah. yogurt it wasn't a wasn't a bad joke title that one it was a pretty practical <laughs> title so yeah okay that's good and and what do you ever do for a treat do you have some kind of thing that I know you can't have the sweets. I suppose you can't have any honey or anything in a ginger tea. Like that was my treat when I was yeah. really strict. Um, oh, wow. Do you make a um, sugar-free chocolate at all? Or I haven't brought chocolate back in. No, uh, yeah, no I, but it took me I've like got eight this, or nine months. Yeah, I've got – yes, yeah, soon. I hope maybe by my birthday I'll be able to have like a raw chocolate cake That'd or something, nice. like yeah. the Mary Maker Sisters uh, fat cake. Ooh. I've seen that it's like made with coconut and avocado and coconut cream and cacao. There's no sugar in it, and I'm like, oh, that sounds good. I'm gonna find a link for that. Maybe one. by then. <laughs> um, oh, treats. That's um, 
it's kind of funny. I see everything I eat as a treat. Like I just love um, my soups and my mm-hmm. um, yeah. The we just get soup. we just get. It's more of a um, cultural thing, isn't it, or a habit maybe um, that we want to treat every day. And once you, I found with gaps that was really great for my kids. The intro um, sort of weaned them off that idea of constantly having baking and sweets and fruit and relying yes. on that because we really do you don't realize how much you have until no. you, you take it all out and then it's like whoa I know especially because I was always always underweight so I was always always yeah, eating same here I was yeah. always eating baking and things trying to get mm. gain weight exactly and yeah. I, I was my biggest thing that I just probably I don't even miss it that much now but I just thought I was going to die without it. It was like fruit and nut butter, yep. like pear yep. and hazelnut butter or oh, apple, yum, macadamia yep. butter. Like, oh, yep. if I could have anything, it would probably be that. But, yeah, no, I, I love cauliflower mash. That's probably oh, like so do it's I. so rich and the more tallow you put into it or the more ghee you put into it, the better it is. And mm, well. just stirring that through sauerkraut, that's like amazing. And I do like my Gaps muffins because they – Mm. I use a lot of butter in them and coconut oil and they taste kind of like little cakes. So, so which um, are they made with almond meal? Uh, yeah, I use activated almonds and just put them in the Vitamix with yep. half a cup of melted coconut oil, half a cup of melted butter um, and six eggs and, and, sorry, and a cup of activated almonds and I whiz that all up and then you awesome. can make it into a bread or muffins. And I'm going to try that. Yeah, it's really nice. Simple, um, very simple. I mean, yeah. the butter I would just have to replace with coconut oil probably yeah, at the absolutely. moment. Yeah, absolutely. Or you might be able to try it. Um, oil maybe? Yeah, or like maybe raw cacao butter if you wanted a more yeah. buttery type. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, that's what, and it says it in the recipe. I say like any type of, as long as it's a cup of fat, a cup of any nut you want, and six, um, eggs. six eggs. Yeah, that's awesome. It's so simple. I know. I the, love it. That's the well, thing about gaps. I think a lot of people say, "Oh, it's too hard. It's too scary. It's too overwhelming." I'm like, actually, it is like the most simple way to cook that you can ever imagine. And yeah. it's you do spend. I found I spent a lot more time chopping vegetables because with six of us, obviously, yes, it was, oh con- it was constant yeah. chopping vegetables. But yeah. <laughs> the actual cooking is like chuck it in and let it slow cook for hours, or something as simple mm-hmm. as those breads that you're talking about. Yeah, um, it's not complicated. No, I mean I know later on, like if you sort of move into a more paleo kind of diet later on, and you can have a lot more things. Um, there is really that I find even now with us with about nine months into gaps and we're mostly full gaps except for me with the dairy. Mm. Uh, there's still a few things we haven't added in, I suppose. Um, yeah. But the temptation to get complicated and to have a lot of, you know, to be bringing back a lot more baking and sweet stuff, even if it's very healthy and it's very low sugars, um, mm. you know, you want the variation, I suppose. Yeah, and you can really complicate things, and I think one thing I say to people a lot: if you're trying to change to a healthier diet, especially if you're trying to do gaps or something, just keep it so simple, and now and then make something special, like some almond meal muffins or something, and don't, yeah, don't yeah. feel like you have to be doing all these fancy paleo raw cheesecakes and things. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's and the I kind think- of thing that takes a bit more time, you know, if you're mucking around with all that kind of stuff, trying yeah. to replace all the things you used to have. I yeah, think. absolutely. And yeah. I think I was 
not lucky, um, but like if you like go through my journey, like I just got to a stage where I had to be more and more concise and less. So mm. by the time I got to Gaps, I'm like, this is easy street. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, like really what even is Gaps? Like, um, so, so I suppose in that way, it was a very good preparation. It wasn't like I went from one day being able to have everything to Gaps. It was yeah, like that's Gaps probably me, made yeah, things more flexible for me. Yeah. yeah. And I think if you, if for those of us who struggle with food intolerances, it is overwhelming when you when you are trying to replace everything with something else. So you're going from just a five ingredients to make a normal loaf of bread to twelve ingredients to make a gap. Uh, sorry, a gluten free bread. Yeah, and it's heaps more complicated. But then you what, go to Gaps bread, and what was it? Three ingredients. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh, that's good. Yeah, well, I it's funny. I had to it. try that one. Yeah. So, have, sorry, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, I have this um, beautiful friend, and she's just recently been um, diagnosed with Pyrrhal's disease, which oh, yes. is where, do you know what that is? Yep. But go yeah, ahead and um, explain it. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's just kind of, um, oh, here we go. Testosterone. <laughs> yeah, I am. Um, not exactly sure but I know that your body overproduces this substance that then goes out and binds to a lot of your essential nutrients like your zinc and your iron and your b vitamins and just depletes you and you like have so many symptoms like you look at the symptoms for pyrols and like kind of go is pyrols even a real thing like every according to this everyone in the world would have pyrols like I know but she she tested is a very big thing isn't it with pyrols yeah and um, her naturopath put her on a, this elimination diet and because she was like, well, you could do the elimination diet or you could do GAPS because she came to me. She's like, Rachel, I think I'm going to have to go on GAPS. I'm like, that's so exciting. And she's <laughs> like, but I don't want to eat connective tissue. I'm like, you don't have to do that. Um, but anyway, so but her um, naturopath thought it might be easier. But she ended up on this like, um, well, she's still on this elimination diet. And I'm like, are you kidding? Like GAPS? is so much more varied than this. Like she can't even eat avocado. I'm like, Aww. how are you how are you surviving right now? And um yeah, but it was just like she was the first person I'd ever met that was ever had to go through anything or that I'd ever seen yeah. had to just change their diet so quickly. Like yeah. yeah. And then I that was That that's the thing, yeah. isn't it? When yeah. people have to do it overnight because of major health issue, that's when it's scary. But for for you and I, we sort of changed over years and it kind of made it a bit easier. Absolutely. Like we had our health scares, but at the time we were kind of walking blindly. It was like, mm. I don't know what, what else to do. So, you know, yeah. Wow. So do you have any advice for, for um, people who are going through these kind of gut health challenges? What would, what would be the most important thing that you would say to them with their food and with supporting their gut health? Um, okay. Well, number one is just listen to yourself. It doesn't matter what anyone else is telling you, if they're going, it's all in your head, or I don't think you're that bad. I think you're overreacting. Mm. Even if you are overreacting, better off pushing and persisting and going, no, mate, listen, there's something else, even if you're wrong, because that was where I made the mistake. You know, I'd push and push, and then I'd be like, oh, maybe I do have anorexia, like, that, if that's what they're telling me. yourself. Yeah, maybe it is in my head. Maybe it is it's just stress, like, and seriously, it just, nah, it was not good. So, first and foremost listen to your body and listen to your gut mm. you know excuse the pun <laughs> <laughs> and um second of all don't I think and this is something I'm still really trying to overcome but don't feel guilty about what you used to do or what you might have yeah, done yeah. in the past that damaged your gut further because you didn't know better that's right, and that's right. if you'd known better you would have done better um and just 
don't freak out. Just find, don't focus on what you can't have. Focus on all yeah, the delicious yeah. foods that you can have. Um, yeah, and just eat lots and lots of healing fats because they just keep mm. you full and make everything taste better and you don't even feel deprived at all. That's right. It's so Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah, don't be scared of fat. That If that don't could be, be like my number fat. one. If I could just get that tattooed on my forehead, that would be <laughs> like seriously. Don't be scared of good fat. I know. That oh, is your friend. It's not the bad yeah. guy. Oh, that's mm. good. Thank you so much, Rachel. And Rachel um, has been transcribing all our podcasts. Thank you so much for doing that, Rachel. And I was just saying um, to Rachel before we started, I'm going to try and get uh, some kind of button up on my blog where you can click on there and go through to where the podcasts, transcribed podcasts are, and you can download them and have a read. So if you're in a rush and you just want to find something that was in one of the podcasts, it's really hard to find them sometimes if you have to you know, whiz through a podcast trying to find something you missed. So um, we'll have the notes there for you. So Rachel will be taking notes on her own podcast this time. (laughs) (laughs) So that'll be weird. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you so much. That was really good. And I I find it really um, inspiring to see someone so young who's so switched on to their health and so switched on to wanting to get well and doing, you know, going down the not just um, giving in and saying, oh, well, I'm sick and I'm always going to be like this because that's, you know, that's what a lot of people do and all they do is medicate themselves and say, well, there's nothing else I can do. But there's a lot that you can do mm. and it's great that you've you've decided to do it and you're not giving in. No, well, I just when you, when you start to feel better, finally. You, mm. But, yeah, I'd, I'd definitely say like it, it's not like it's easy or that um, I wasn't tempted to sometimes not give, not give in, but, you know, just, um, oh, what's the right word? But you just, you, you start to think, am I ever going to get better? But mm. you, I just want everyone to know it is possible. You're not doomed no matter what. Um, and like with my liver disease, probably just to clarify, I'm on minimal dosage of medication now. And, yeah. and sometimes working- you need to do both and that's okay. Yeah, and just uh, but I'm working towards getting off it, and my liver like it was horrendously bad, and now it's virtually normal. Um, wow. But and that I I don't know if it was coincidence, but it wasn't till I started changing my diet that the medication started to work. Could wow. have just been coincidence, but sorry, I just thought I'd clear that up because some people would be like, "So we talked about a gut, but didn't she have an autoimmune disease?" Like, yes, I do still have it, but it's mm-hmm. un- much more under control. <laughs> and that's that's the thing I think people need to realize that. Um, the different medical practices need to work hand in hand so that obviously modern medicine is needed. Oh, absolutely. And um, we use modern medicine as well as natural and so do you. And that's that's the thing, you know, you can't um, say, I think it's best not to say let's just use one without the other. You've sort no, of got to be can, open Yeah, be to holistic. Both. Yeah. Yeah, and the find holistic practitioners because I'm not having a go at I probably have had bad experiences with modern, as yeah, modern medicine practitioners, orthodox mm-hmm. practitioners. But um, it was just that they weren't, they didn't have the holistic headset. But if you can find someone with a holistic headset, then that is probably the best way to go because they'll have the best of both worlds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I meant to ask you, um, who are you studying your nutritional medicine through? Oh, um, Endeavor College of Natural Health, okay. and I absolutely love it. Oh, that's yeah. good. They're a fantastic college. And is this like, um, do you go to college or do you do this online or? Um, I do a bit of both. So mm-hmm. I try and go in as much as I can. Um, but there's a few subjects that you can only do online. And then there's a few that just the timing 
doesn't, doesn't work. work out, yeah. so I do it online. Um, but I go in as much as I can because I like that interaction and yeah. seeing friends. And what about but, for people yeah. who live remotely? Can they do it online? You can do the entire degree online. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. You just have to come in to your nearest campus to sit your exams yeah. um, at the end of each semester. Mm-hmm. Um, that's but you know that's like. And when you come out of it, what's is it like a degree or? Yeah, absolutely. It's um, it's a well, mine's a three-year Bachelor of Health Science, and I'll come out and I'll be a certified nutritionist. Okay. Um, and then I want to do further training to become a GAPS practitioner right. um, That's with awesome. Dr. Natasha. So hopefully, yeah. You, I suppose you went to the Mind Forum, did you? I didn't. Um, oh, I was I right to go to, stack I bang it. at the end of semester where like all oh. assignments were due and. I had to study for exams. I wanted to so badly. But yeah, me too. Maybe next year, hey, we'll both be I'll there. meet you there. Okay. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. And for You're those right. of you <laughs> for those of you who want to find an integrative um, doctor or uh, medical doctor or um, nutritionists that are very um, holistic, you can go onto the Mind Foundation website and there's a list of practitioners there that you can get some get some um, contact with all over Australia. So find someone in your area. That'll be good. Well, thank you, Rachel. Oh, no, thank you. Thanks for having me. I loved it. Um, And everybody, thank you for listening in. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you've got any questions for Rachel, you have a Facebook page, don't you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So there's one for my blog, Real Soup for the Real Soul, um, or my personal one's Rachel Favilla. And on Instagram, I'm at Frosted Birdcage, or one word. At, or just Frosted Birdcage is the name. Yeah, sorry. The, you know that. Yeah, yeah, the little at. at the start. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, just bird cage. Bird cage. Yeah. yeah, and you, your, and the website is real soup for the real soul dot com. Okay, dot com. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So you can pop over there and have a look at what Rachel's got. She's got some great recipes, and on her Facebook page, she puts all sorts of inspirational things as well. And stop by and say hello and um yeah do it (laughs) yeah and ask her some questions if you've got me if you've got kids that are struggling with their health it's great to have someone a bit younger to talk to sometimes because you know adults they just don't know stuff no (laughs) not that rachel's not an adult she is an adult but she's still close enough to teenage years to understand (laughs) oh it's okay i look about 12 so i know but you you are a very mature 18 year old i don't think i've met too many in my life that are as mature and switched on as you are. Oh, well, thank you. And, yeah, and if anyone, yeah, seriously, I'm happy to help do anything yeah. I can for anyone. So just hit me up if you need anything. Oh, you're a sweetie. Okay, everyone, thank you so much. We'd love to hear your feedback. So, yeah, pop into our Facebook pages or you can leave a comment on the website, um, thewellnesscouch.com backslash a quirky journey. And we'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. And you can also check out all the other Wellness Couch um, podcasts. There's lots of them now. And next week we'll have someone else to inspire you. So please come back. Thank you, Rachel. And bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.